The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including Gate Global Impact, Seed Equity Ventures, and Patch of Land. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and our guest today is Janet C. Salazar. She's the CEO and co-founder of Impact Leadership 21. Janet, welcome to the show. Thank you, Devin, and it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, it's a thrill to have you, and we're interested to talk to you about how you're engaging men in the conversation to reduce or improve I should say, improve gender diversity in the workplace. Tell us a little bit about your efforts. Well, my reference to that is basically my own experience. I've been very blessed and fortunate to be uh, surrounded by uh, quite a few influential and very supportive men in leadership roles that have met, that has who has helped me, you know, well, achieve what I have right now and develop my network and my leadership up to this point at this level. And I think that with my experience at the UN, interfacing with a lot of leaders for 10 years now, and my own experience in my business, this is something that's really lacking in a lot or the majority of women's circle. I mean, we keep on going through the loop, you know, like why is women's gender equality and, and, and diversity not working as much as we wanted it to? And I said, you know what? There's a missing link. And that is the engagement of men. I know it because I've experienced it. And the value of, of letting men know, you know, what we as women bring to the table as leaders is phenomenal if you are able to get them to know that. And the only way to do this is to start the conversation with them. Connect with them, that conversation. And then, you know, next thing you know, they're all for it. They understand. They get it, so to speak. Well, that is, it is so important to educate uh, men and to engage them, I think. Uh, how do you find that engaging men changes their, their behavior and their actions? And how does that reduce uh, the, the biases that men sometimes exhibit? I think sometimes without realizing they're doing it. So how does engaging with you in this conversation help? Yeah, um, you know, come to think about it, it's, it's as simple as, for example, letting them realize that they have mothers, right? They have hus- uh, wives, they have daughters of their own. And if you start with that conversation, a lot of the friendships I have now with my male supporters, my friends, you know, my partners in the business and all the movements that we're doing, it started with something like, you know, we met somewhere and then they heard me speak. And then one, you know, one story is that like, after speaking and they would approach me and said, you know, Janet, you're exactly the kind of a woman leader that I want my daughter to meet. And then we start the conversation and they see the value. And then they realize that the, the marginalization of women that's happening now is something that they don't want their daughters to go through. Right. So yeah. it's simple as that. And they become allies and they become more open they become more open to hearing what is it that I am missing as a man, right? To contribute to the understanding 
you know, of the importance of collaboration between men and women to achieve the bottom line, to have inclusive economies, or just be successful with the business or the movement, etc. It's, it's as simple as opening that door of communication. That's well, what it is. It, it is interesting, the impact that that simple act seems to have of, of getting men to think differently. And, and I'm always surprised at myself that even though I believe that I am an enlightened person, I would describe myself as a feminist. I trip over things that I do that when women call my attention to it, I realize that was a sexist act. That was a sexist thing to do. And uh, but I, so I, I think you're right, that just engaging men in the conversation helps them to see those little little things that they may be doing uh, that are sexist. How do you, yeah, it's, I was going yeah, to ask seven. how you deal with people who are um, intentionally sexist and, and uh, some have accused Donald Trump, for instance, of being um, not just sexist, but misogynistic almost in his approach to women and, He's provided us with some good evidence of that, although he 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 denies yes. that, that. But when you see that sort of real um, sexism in the workplace and elsewhere, how do you deal with that? How do you encourage other men and other women to help break that down? You know, Devin, the bottom line of it, I've always believed, is ignorance. It's all about ignorance. You know, and that's why where we are in terms of this collaboration between men and women and just making both understand each other's language is in such an elementary level that we need to educate not only men, but also women on how to communicate with men. So it takes both ways. But, you know, specifically right now, because the, the pretty much, I don't want to say the burden of it, but, you know, the, 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 the opportunity, that's what I want to call it, the opportunity to move this conversation forward, I believe, and with, together with the rest of the supporters of this movement, relate, relies so much in engaging men in leadership positions. Because again, like I said, it's, the bottom line is ignorance. Just, it's, it's just what it is. You know, it's, it's ignorance and also probably sometimes denial. You know, because there's so many priorities, right, in life, you know, there's so many other issues that are, you know, probably more important to men than, you know, going that route of wanting to be enlightened, wanting to be involved, wanting to be engaged. And you can't, you can't like blame people for that, right? And so many times it's again, like I said, as simple as drawing something, you know, that, that, that connects intrinsically you know with 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 that with that man so like you know uh they're they're not wanting their daughters to see how marginalized you know to experience how marginalized women are right now that's one thing another thing that i've experienced a lot of these men that are very supportive of this movement right now is that they have wives that are role models themselves and they see in their wives the possibilities you know if there's more engagement and how we can all move forward and be building a more equal playing field for both men and women. Other things they have been moms as their role models, 
right? And you just got to point that out many times over coffee, over drinks, you know, and all of a sudden it hits them. And they said, you know what? You're right, Janet. Okay. How can I support you? That's, that's how it goes. And yeah, it's, it's been awesome. It's been, we've encountered, of course, a lot of pushbacks from the more skeptics. I mean, even me, you know, with women in my, in my level, they, they tell me, Janet, we don't need men. And I tell them we need men. The reason why we are not advancing the way we should advance, and I don't even want to use the word advance anymore because we should accelerate now, right? You know, it's that we're not engaging the other gender. We're not reaching across the other aisle where we should be because you know what? At the end of the day, it's still the men who writes the checks. It's still the majority of the men who runs our corporations and our governments. They still make them, you know, the majority of the decisions that are, you know, transpiring all over the world. How do you tap into that? How do you influence that power? so that it includes women in that decision-making. You engage them. It's as simple as that. And it's happening. It's, 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 it's going to be a work, but it's happening one man at a time. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, I wonder, um, well, I just got a question on Twitter from someone who is uh, watching today, and he says, uh, I, I think he's from Africa. His name is... Namunyaka Bruno, and he works for a, a nonprofit in Africa, according to his Twitter profile. And he says, what do you mean gender diversity? If you're a man, far better to marry a woman. What do you, what, I'm not sure if he's uh, concerned about uh, gay marriage or if he's uh, uh, doesn't understand, but but what do you, when you talk about gender diversity, what do you mean? What would you like to see in a perfect world? Yeah, thank you. That's uh, I think that's an amazing question. So, and another way to educate us is that when I when we say gender diversity in this context right now, twenty first century, where we are right now, especially you know how the millennials view these things, right? Gender diversity is not anymore confined to just the male and the female. It's no longer confined to just the LGBTQ community, which, you know, I'm a part of. I'm openly gay, and I'm proud to be gay. You know, it's no longer confined. We have the two spirits, you know, and there's so many other. That's why many times I hate labels, right? Because labels are so restraining. They put us into categories. They put us in certain boxes, right? You know, so that when we encounter something, and it's like far beyond our own understanding or what we were taught it was, we start questioning. And that's a good way to learn to question, of course, start questioning. And again, like I said, to, to, the, to answer the question, you know, when I say gender diversity, it's encompassing of everything else, you know, that we can't even put a label to. It's no longer confined between men and women or LGBTQ, however it is that you want to identify. You are part of an entire ecosystem of diversity, whatever you are, whoever you are. That's what I meant when I say gender diversity or just diversity, period. Just diversity, diversity of thoughts, diversity of background, culture, name it. It, it is interesting. We, we, we do think, I think that was a great answer. I, I think we sometimes think of uh, uh, people being similarly situated, being um, 
uh, homogenous in their ideas. And sometimes you can get great diversity of ideas, even among people who look the same. Uh, but um, so I, I appreciate you're celebrating all the aspects of, of diversity, but I don't want that in any way to minimize the the importance of your key message around uh, gender diversity, because uh, there are still so many artifacts of, of years, generations, millennia of, of, uh, of sexism in, in most countries, in most countries. So well, I, I want to ask you a couple of personal questions, if I could, uh, Janet. First, uh, you are really becoming a role model to a lot of people. Who, who do you look up to as a role model? Ah, I love that question. Well, I am crazy about Mark Benioff. Mark Benioff is the founder and CEO of Salesforce, right? It's one of the biggest tech companies globally. And I have yet to meet him, but I know I'm going to meet him this year. And I'm putting it out there. But the reason why I look up to him I've always admired him because, number one, he puts his money where his mouth is. But the real, to me, what, what really like got me sold on Mark Benioff is, remember when we had that issue in India, when they were, you know, it was the legislation behind uh, uh, Freedom of Religion Restoration Act or something, and it's so polarizing that it's really threatening to really discriminate against the LGBT community, right? Remember when that happens last year? I think about around uh, spring, right? It's spring. And Salesforce, right? Mark Benioff Salesforce has a strong um, uh, presence there. They have thousands of employees there. He does a lot, you know. He gives back to Indiana. And what did he do? He was the first CEO and business owner to really radically you know, go against this and protest against it by pulling out his people. When his people started telling him, Mark, I am no longer comfortable being in Indiana because I know that this legislation is going to hurt me personally, you know, as a gay person, and it's going to discriminate against my family. I can't live here. What did Mark Benioff do? He started pulling them out. And he also started to pull out investments from Indiana. That got me so, like, oh, my gosh, I want to be Mark Benioff. I love this guy. I love him so much because he's using, and then this is my own personal mission, is he's using his resources, his influence, his power, and his money to effect positive change in our society. And he is not apologetic doing that. I love that about Tanen. And I want to be like that. I aspire to be like that. I'm already, I know I'm already doing it in my own little ways right now, but I want to be in that level where such tremendous ability to effect positivity and just, you know, effect inclusivity by pulling out your investment, by pulling out your people to show everybody that, hey, this legislation is not going to work. It's going to hurt your economy. Guess what? You have to reconsider it if you want your economy to progress, right? So, yeah, that's I love him, and and well, I know I would I would love to meet him. This guy is amazing. He's 
one of my top three role models. Uh, that's a great story. I appreciate how personal that is for you. And thank you for sharing that. Let me suggest, um, I, I want to ask you about your, um, why this gender diversity is so important to you personally. And I, I suspect you've given us some clues already, but maybe you can tie those together for us and help us understand why, why this is so important to you. This is, this is a home run for me, you know, this, this entire issue about gender diversity, because of course, personally, you know, I'm gay, right? So that right there is the number one reason. I'm gay. I've always been gay. Everybody says, you know, it once in my family since inception. I've always been. I've always been open. I know the joy of having the freedom to be who you are and to express fearlessly who you are. It doesn't matter what. And I want everyone you know, gay, everyone who is otherwise, whatever you're in, but I want that to be, I want there to be freedom in expressing, you know, who you are and that nobody has the right to dictate who you should be and who you are and what, how you should live your life, right? And if we have, you know, in, in, in a gender diverse or just a diverse society, this is something, you know, that ideally should be, should should not even be an issue. I want us to come to that point where it's just common sense. It's just a way of life that we're all diverse and we respect each other's diversity. I mean, yeah, and it's other's gender, no matter how we identify. You know, in an ideal world, that's how it should be. And I want this because I, you know, for the most part of my life, I've experienced, I experience it. You know, I, 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 I hardly get any discrimination and I'm blessed for that. And, 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 you know, and I know that the ratio is like one is to a thousand because you get even in the United States or you go outside of the United States, you know, the discrimination is tremendous. It's, it's like mind boggling. And I don't want that. I hate that. Well, I appreciate you sharing that and your, your personal connection and passion for this. Uh, one last thing I want to ask you, uh, you're clearly having an impact and making a difference in the world. And we're so grateful for that. But Everyone who's watching wants to do the same. They want to do more good in the world. Can you give us one impact hack, one tip that would help us do more good? Huh. Well, for me, what has always worked, and this I try to do every day of my life, is to nurture my relationships. It's very important. To me, whatever we do, Whatever we're trying to build, whatever our vision is, it's all about relationship. Whether for profit, non profit, whatever, it all starts with a relationship. But you have to nurture these relationships, especially the relationships with your supporters, relationship with the people who support you. I mean, your your inner circle, your mentors, your your partners, you know, people who care deeply about what you care about, right? You know, the, the people who are with you no matter what, right? Your support system. This has always been to me, you know, what has worked so well, that I nurture my relationships, that I know that even if I make bad decisions in my life as a leader, as somebody running my company, my personal life, because we're humans, we always commit mistakes. Goodness knows how many mistakes 
we commit every day, I commit every day, right? But you have people in your inner circle whom you know, no matter how much Google you do, they're there for you unconditionally. And these are the type of relationships that I nurture and I encourage everyone to do so. Identify one, two, three of these people in your life and do the best you can so you nurture that relationship. You make sure that you always ask them, what can I do for you? How are, even as simple as how are you doing? Can I do anything to help you today? What do you want me to do? You know, and it, it goes a long, long way. This is, this is to me, this is my living um, a principle, you know, and I tell people all the time, I'm not financially rich, not yet, but I'm a trillionaire. I know I'm gonna get there financially, but I'm a trillionaire when it comes to my relationship. I'm wealthy when it comes to my relationship. And you know, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. You can't buy unconditional support and relationship and I'm, I'm here right now where I am and I'm changing the world and I'm, I'm influencing change because I have these people who support me. Sorry. Well, that's a powerful, powerful way to wrap up this discussion. I just so, so grateful for you taking the time to, to be with us today and I appreciate you sharing that that powerful lesson on building and nurturing relationships because I think that is that is so true. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, before we wrap up, one minute, speaking of relationships, so yeah, my partner, Constance Chirpik, who is the co-founder of Impact Leadership 21, she's on the top of the list as far as my unconditional support. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad. Well, uh, before you go, tell us how we can learn more about Impact uh, Leadership 21 and your conversations with men. Um. Go to our website, <laughs> impactleadership21.com, and you'll, you'll see everything there. Our solutions for leadership that drives change, and then all about the background of, you know, not just of myself, but the other people in the movement, my board, our supporters, our partners, everything is on the website. So um, if you ever want to find out more and want to want to connect and want to partner with us, impactleadership21.com. Fantastic. Janet, thank you so much for being with us today. We wish you every success in your great work. Thank you so much, Devin. It's a pleasure to be here. All righty. Let's do some good. At the intersection of financial services and social media, Gate Global Impact, GGI, uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devin hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor, 
who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.